Welcome to Still Becoming, a podcast about how it's never too late to become more free, more yourself, or try something new. I'm Monica DeCristina, a wife, mother, and practicing psychotherapist. Through my own journey, starting with my struggles with anxiety years ago, that led to my professional work as a therapist now, I am fascinated with the process of how we become who we are. We will hear from people telling their stories of becoming, of unbecoming, and overcoming, as well as from experts helping us learn about our own process in the world. We are not designed to stay the same. Our stories are still being written. We are all still becoming. Each month, the Still Becoming podcast brings you a mental health check-in episode. And I had a different episode planned for this month. I had one planned about relationships and boundaries, and we will get to that one. But if you were listening to this in real time, and then you have been watching the news. Now, this will come out um, probably about four or five days after I record it. So I don't know what the news will be. But I do know, as of today, many people are feeling afraid. And so I wanted to put together something that are simple instructions for what to do when you're afraid. And I hope that you'll take just a few minutes and sit down with me and take this as a chance and a time to love yourself, to use this as self-care for yourself, and to share it with anyone that you think could benefit from it as well. I thought that we would do this mental health check-in like a chance to sit down and talk together. If I were to have the chance to sit down with you and talk about your fear, I would focus on three areas. The first area I would focus on is your relationship to yourself around the fear. The next area I would focus on is your relationship outside of yourself to other people and what you're reading. And the last thing I would focus on is how to soothe and comfort yourself. Now, when I start any therapy session, and of course, this is not therapy, this is a podcast, but I always want to start by um, validating someone's experience. Now, this is not lip service. This is really joining in with where they are. And if you were sitting across from me today and you were to tell me that you felt afraid, you know what I would honestly say to you? I would say, that seems like a reasonable response to a global pandemic. I would say, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to be afraid. It is really unprecedented what is happening in our world. I would also talk to you about the way that your brain is wired. Your emotional brain, your mammalian brain, where your amygdala is, people use all different words, is wired to look for danger. It is wired to figure out, is this a fight, flight, or freeze situation? And the reality is the news we're getting is different every day. You are hearing from different people with different opinions every day. 
And this can be very confusing and taxing for your system. One day everything's fine, and then you read another thing and think it's not fine. And that can be really, really exhausting. I would also acknowledge how you're wired. You might be someone who has a predisposition to anxiety, or you might be someone who's highly sensitive or just sensitive to your environment, meaning that you notice the feelings of others and you don't only notice the feelings of others, you actually feel those feelings with them. So let's start by just taking a moment and acknowledging that you might feel worried or concerned and that that's okay. When we don't acknowledge a hard feeling we're having, we actually double our pain. See, now we have the actual feeling, in this case, fear, and then the denial of it. Now that denial might look like bottling, which often ends in exploding, or it might look like shaming and judging ourselves. Either way, it is okay to feel afraid. It's not irrational. In fact, it makes a lot of sense. So let's breathe out any judgment we feel and let's breathe in acceptance. It's perfectly fine to be worried. Now that worry doesn't feel so threatening when we accept it. What I would next wonder out loud with you is what is your narrative around fear and worry? Some of us might have grown up in a household where it's not okay to be afraid. We weren't allowed to have hard emotions. Or some of us might be in relationships with people that minimize our feelings or call us overdramatic if we have big feelings. Now, if you fall into one of those categories, feeling afraid is not only going to feel uncomfortable because you're afraid, it's also going to feel uncomfortable because this is a feeling you're not allowed to have. And so it is really important for us to get clear on what are the narratives and messages that we have believed around having fear? Do you think you're too much? Do you think it's weak? All of these narratives are important to identify so that we can uncomplicate the fear feeling that we're having. Finally, what I would like to add to this part of understanding how you're feeling and that it's okay to feel that way is one little interesting tidbit, which is this. You might be someone who tends to be more anxious when you are feeling fear. What you might be running into in other people on the internet or in person is minimizing or even criticism. Now, the funny thing is, is that these things don't look like coping mechanisms, but they are. Some people cope with stress by getting critical of other people or by getting controlling and sort of minimizing how other people feel. Now, this does not make these behaviors okay, but it's important for us to understand this because sometimes when someone criticizes the way you feel, you automatically might think that they're right when really they might be in their own stress cycle and coping with it by being negative and critical. So now that we have looked at accepting that our fear is not unreasonable, we're understanding the narratives around our fear. The last thing I'd want you to do in, in relationship to fear in yourself is to have self-compassion. Self-compassion is not a fuzzy idea. It's actually in a very, very important part of mental health that I feel very serious about. And here is why. 
Without self-compassion, it is hard for us to move through a feeling. We either deny it and it leaks out in other ways like we addressed before, or we don't care for ourselves and cannot move through it effectively. I like to think of it like this. Imagine you are reading a novel and the main character is in the middle of a global pandemic. And not only is the main character in the middle of a global pandemic, the character's feeling fear and the character is feeling judgment about that fear. Now, if you were reading that book, my guess is you would say to yourself, oh my gosh, what a reasonable response. Of course you're afraid. And you don't need to feel bad that you feel afraid. It seems like a really reasonable response. And there you have your self-compassion. Pulling back, imagining that you're reading a story Or imagining that you are speaking to a loved one or even a child and how you would talk to them if they're afraid, that is part of how you find self-compassion. Now I want us to look at our relationships outside of ourselves when we are feeling afraid. The first relationship I want us to look at is our relationship with information. Now it is very important to be well-informed. I am definitely a proponent of us educating ourselves and empowering ourselves. But here's what I want us to pay attention to. I want us to pay attention to how quickly we are actually well-informed. So with this pandemic specifically, it is um, very easy to become well-informed pretty quickly about, say, the changes in your town, changes with school, how to keep your hands clean, and what are the new restrictions around social distancing. Now, after that, I want you to pay attention and clue into the other information you're consuming. We, when we are anxious, again, we're scanning to see if we're safe. Sometimes we overconsume information. Once we are fully informed and we know how to protect ourselves and our loved ones and what's our role to be a good citizen, the rest of the consumption of news can actually make us very anxious and more afraid. So once you are well-informed, I want you to look at how you feel when you continue to consume information. If you feel more afraid, then I want you to start putting in a boundary between yourself and the overconsumption of information. Now, the second part about relating to things outside of yourself in terms of fear is your relationship with other people. Now, fear and anxiety are contagious, and part of the reason why they're contagious is because when someone else is afraid, we might start to doubt our own perspective. So if you are in a place of feeling more peace and you have gotten yourself well-informed and you are doing your part as a citizen and as a responsible person, you might want to put an emotional boundary between yourself and someone who um, is not regulating their emotions. It is important to know where you end and someone else begins emotionally. The next thing I would move into if I had the chance to sit down with you and you were afraid after we have validated and accepted the way that you feel, we've understood the narratives around your feelings. We've talked about boundaries around information and emotionally in relationships during a high stress time. I would help you look at ways to soothe. Here is what I want to start with when it comes to soothing yourself. Two things. 
One is we underestimate the importance of this. And two, we overcomplicate it. So I look at self-care and self-soothing kind of like baking a cake. Now, let me explain. If you are going to bake a cake without eggs, it is not going to work. There are certain ingredients that you have to have in a cake for it to bake properly. And it's the same way with taking care of ourselves. We want to feel okay. We want to feel less anxious, but we don't seem to remember often that we have to put in the right ingredients for that to happen. It is as simple as including the correct ingredients to bake a cake. Now, we also overcomplicate it. It is not rocket science. It is very simple, the building blocks that make us feel better. So the first thing I want to start with is don't worry alone. Who are the safe people or safe person in your life that you can speak to? We are made for relationship. We are made for connection. There is a reason why we feel better when we talk to a therapist or a close friend, because our brains need to know that we're not alone. Fear is so much more powerful in the dark and in isolation. So the first thing I would say is, let's reach out for connection. We only need one person. It doesn't have to be any more complex than that. The next thing I would say is return to what you know. When you were little, were you ever told that if you get lost, to go back to the last thing you know and wait? The same is true when you're afraid. Where is it that you find peace? For me, it is in a simple recipe of exercise, silence, and prayer. I do this like a prescription for myself, and I notice when I am getting knocked off kilter, I am not taking care of myself in this way. These are like vitamins for our souls. We need to do these. These are like the eggs in the cake. We have to include the proper ingredients of self-care in order to feel okay, especially in times of high stress. So don't overcomplicate it and don't try to reinvent the wheel, but return to the things that make you feel better. Calling a friend, reading, praying, exercising, going outside, going for a five or 10 minute walk. Return to those things over and over again. And the thing I want you to pay attention to is when you find your soul realigned in those places and those times, whether it's in meditation or exercise, what are you now believing that you weren't when you were more afraid? For example, for me, it might be that I feel less alone. I feel more confident that God is with me. Or I feel more empowered and hopeful after exercising. So what is it that you learn in that place? Now, the next thing about self-soothing is remembering that we cannot selectively numb our hard feelings. This would be very convenient if we could. But when we try to shut down our fear, instead of accepting it, like we started this episode off with looking at, we start to shut down all our other feelings too. So it is very important as we start to soothe ourselves to allow those feelings to be there, to accept them so that the other feelings where we feel 
joy or tenderness or love or connection, those feelings are not also turned off. Now, two more things and we're going to wrap this right up. My favorite definition of anxiety is an underestimation of ourselves and an overestimation of the problem by Sissy Goff. Now, when we are dealing with a global pandemic, it is unfair to say that we're overestimating it perhaps because it is unprecedented in our lifetimes. But what we might be underestimating is our own ability to be empowered and to make choices. Now, this doesn't sound super exciting, and this would not get probably a lot of likes on Instagram or a lot of hits on Pinterest. But the reality is that defining what we can do and what we can control is very soothing and realigns us with something that is anxiety-provoking. And the final thing that I want us to look at are breathing techniques. These are not exciting, but they work. They are the eggs baked into the cake when you are feeling afraid. My favorite breathing technique is a belly breath. It is breathing in deep and expanding your stomach out, holding it, and then exhaling. Most of us breathe from our chest. We raise our shoulders up and we drop them down. This is not a deep breath. I want you to practice it with me. And now for all of those listening who might be perfectionistic or have those tendencies, there's no wrong way to do this. If you're breathing in and out, it is good enough. So I want you to practice filling your stomach with air. Hold your hand on your stomach and breathe in. Hold the breath and breathe out. Now I want you to do it again and I want you to pair it with an aligning truth that always makes you feel peace. Remember we talked about when you go back to what works for you, what are you believing? We'll use my example, that I'm not alone, that God is with me. Now I'm going to practice that now. I'm going to breathe in, that God is with me and I'm going to hold my breath for a couple seconds with my stomach full of air and then I'm going to breathe back out. Then you repeat. So today we went over simple instructions if you're feeling afraid. We're going to always start with validating your experience. No battle is ever won by invalidating ourselves or other people. We start with our lived experience. It is reasonable if you're afraid. We're going to practice accepting that fear because when we don't, we double our pain. Then we're going to try to understand the narratives around our fear. Do we typically feel like it's not okay to be afraid? We're going to practice hearing what those are and then having self-compassion for how we're feeling and how that feeling might trigger our old narratives. Then we're going to have boundaries with information. Once we are well-informed, the rest of the information may be toxic for us to consume. And we're going to have boundaries with people around protecting our own peace. Finally, we're going to practice self-soothing. This is not exciting. There's no magic bullet. But the thing is, this works. You are a system that needs maintenance and that deserves care. 
So every time you practice something that is self-soothing, that is realigning you with what brings you peace, do it from a place of love and remembering that these are necessary simple ingredients to help calm an understandable and acceptable fear during an unprecedented time and that we are in this together. If I had the honor to sit across from you and you were feeling afraid, I would start just where we started this check-in episode. That feeling afraid is okay and it's not unreasonable. And then I would help you to wonder about what are some of the narratives you have about feeling afraid. And I would encourage you to have great compassion for yourself. It is okay to feel afraid and we don't want to double our suffering by denying our fear or not soothing ourselves. So as we wrap up again, I want to remind you to take good, good care of yourself. Take the time to take the vitamins of self-care every day. Do what you need to be able to be kind to yourself and kind to the people in your life. For more information, please go to stillbecoming.net. Please subscribe and review Still Becoming wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what you heard here today. Please follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Monica DeCristina. Thank you for listening.